What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, baby. Hello, my love. <sighs> mm-hmm. Ready to talk about some sex. <laughs> How's it going? How's it going over there? This is uh, this is easily the cr- weirdest, most bizarre uh, time of our entire lifetime. <laughs> Yeah. And, and will likely be the most bizarre thing we'll ever go through in our lives. Well, <clears throat> I'm sure many people have said that sort of thing before yeah, during but, other... Yeah, right before World War II. They yeah. were like, man, it is just bizarre, it's, these moving vehicles. It's getting weird out there. I guess World War II was... Maybe that that was World War One. Yeah. Yeah, World War One was probably super weird for uh, for everyone. World War II was probably like... Here we go again. Yeah, we just did this. I was not expecting this to happen again so soon. Well, I I definitely wasn't expecting uh, uh, this to happen. 
Um, I really, I, uh, I feel like I was weirdly in the right mental state for this to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think with the loss, you know, that I've experienced over the last few months, like the last three months, um, I feel like I was, I've already walking around with a very, um, a very with the feeling of the ground underneath me being very unstable and and not mm-hmm. necessarily trustworthy um sort of my my foundation has already kind of kind of been shook a little bit to the point where I'm like well this is incrementally this is definitely worse this is definitely getting definitely getting much worse but yeah. um but I'm already kind of like I've already kind of bought in to the weirdness of life right now. Right. Um, so I feel mentally sort of like, meh, I'm I think I'm okay. I keep crying. Um <laughs> like um, I think I'm okay. I won't I can't stop crying <laughs> and I've I've uh, I've pulled all my hair out of my out of my eyebrows. Um, no, and I'm licking my belly bald. But do you know that I used to um I used to pull out uh the hairs on my knees obsessively it's called uh trick trichotilia trick uh, i never something. had it i never had i was never like never was like i'm gonna take all day and do this but i you, would you've done it to me actually i would i would i would find away. myself with tweezers pulling hairs out of my knees for like i don't know i want to say like maybe up to 15 20 minutes and then i'd be like what am i doing i'm doing with it right my now time? I'm, re- I'm doing it right now and i gotta say it feels good it does it's this nice like little tickle and it doesn't just tickle in the spot where you pull the hair from. No, it sort of like it sort of it's resonates through your whole body. Right? Well, I wouldn't say my whole body. Um, I'll get it right up in my shoulders, my neck. It's great. It's a it's a cheap thrill. It sounds like uh, the next the next ASMR. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, it's um, it's definitely a weird time, um, and I I I'm with you. Sort of in like the, the you know you felt like prepared or you feel like you you're you're in the right headspace. Um, I was talking about this the other day about how you know this sort of panic. Not not I, I'm not going to use the word panic. This sort of uh, over the top uh, caution that people are using with the social distancing and all that stuff. Like this is like what I've been preparing for my whole life. When you, you know? say over the top, you mean like over the top as in good, like, like uh, it's a good thing. Yeah. 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 Good thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, it should be over the top. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this, I've been, been kind of prepping for this my whole life. You know, like when I get really sick, like yeah. my life turns into, I, I, I have to live in a bubble, you know, like I live in quarantine. Uh, I've lived in quarantine, like, you know, two, four, six, sometimes upwards of like eight weeks a year, Mm -hmm. you know? So like when this was all going down and people were like, how are you? I'm like, this is, I'm good. I'm good, man. Yeah. This is like, welcome to, welcome to my world. You know, this is it. Um, but I will say that the thing that's really shocked me is how rapid things changed. You know, like it was Saturday or no, it was Sunday morning. And I was thinking about the stuff that socially that I was doing on Friday night. And I was going, holy fuck. I am so shocked that I was doing that Friday night. I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine fathoming the thought of doing what I did Friday night today. Yeah. Two days, less than two days later, you know? Yeah. Like 
it's so quick how 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 intense things have changed and from a social standpoint um you know i'm wonder i am wondering like what's this going to look like in if this continues for like 3 weeks straight what's that going to look like yeah there's going to be a fuckload of babies there's going to be a ton of of COVID-19 babies. Um, according to Esther Burrell, not only will there be babies, um, there will also be a lot of divorces and yeah. a lot of um, marriages. She wrote an article that was published in the New York Times. and uh, Sorry, it, A lot of divorces and a lot of new marriages? Yeah. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, tell me about this. We'll come out of this. Uh, well, I, I, I could read the article. if. Uh, sure, yeah. Okay. It's not too long. Uh, this is in the New York Times on March 16th. So that's yesterday, right? Uh, yeah. St. Patty's Day? Yeah. Happy St. Patty's Day, What's about there being two St. Patty's Days now? Like, there's, like, St. Patty's Day isn't in some parts this, of the country. And there's, some, and there's like, or not the country, in the world. Like, there's, it's in my calendar as two different dates, March 15th and and March 17th. I don't know. You know what that is? No. Okay. Well, maybe you can look into that and I will read this article. I don't even know what St. Patty's Day is. St. Patrick's Day? I've never, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Newfoundland I, and Labrador celebrates uh, St. Patrick's Day. Um, a half hour a half hour before <laughs> us? No. They, uh, a <laughs> day a time before. Zone. That's a time zone joke. A day before. Oh. Okay. So... Uh, for all of our American listeners, the Newfoundland and Labrador is a province in our in our uh, wonderful, large, long country uh, that uh, instead of being an hour ahead or an hour behind of everyone else, they are a half hour. Well, actually, they're they're I mean, they're they're not really they're not really ahead of anyone or <laughs> sorry, behind anyone because there's no one else to the right. No. So they're, they're a half hour off from us off is a good way to put it because i'm trying this is what i'm i'm imagining is uh is anytime you watch like the cbc and there's a television show or a radio show they'll be like coordination uh, street at 12 sorry why the fuck would you just steal my punchline (laughs) go fuck yourself i'm gonna read this article hopefully we'll make it through this um i'm sorry I'm going cabin fever here. Okay, finish the joke for the Americans. Well, well, uh, coronation. Tune in at uh, 12 o'clock, 12.30 in Newfoundland and Labrador. Fuck you, man. (laughs) Okay. Read your fucking article. Okay, this was in the New York Times yesterday, March 16th. Um, Welcome to marriage during the coronavirus. Remember, both of you are right. Perhaps a week ago, I wandered downstairs, laptop in hand, to show my husband an extremely dire Twitter thread from an Italian doctor. It had been translated into English and was rapidly going viral. He took one look, gave me an exfoliating stare, and handed the computer back to me. The thread was 20 parts long. An exfoliating stare? That is a great, great term. Why? He asked. Are you showing me this? It wasn't because he'd been in denial all week, sticking his fingers in his ears. It was because this man, who's had more chaos in his life than I have, and who's contended with far more loss, was calmer in the face of adversity than I was. I was starting to wear even him out, and I hadn't realized it. 
The coronavirus may turn out to be the ultimate stress test for couples. There's some literature we can rely on as a guide. In 2002, for instance, the Journal of Family Psychology published an extraordinary paper that looked at couples in the aftermath of a 1989 storm, Hurricane Hugo, comparing those who'd lived in the afflicted counties uh, in South Carolina to those who hadn't. The results? More people in the devastated countries divorced the following year, but more people also married, and there was an increase in births. The hurricane spurred a great deal of emotional movement in all directions. We are now reckoning with a crisis of a much larger magnitude. The coronavirus pandemic forces all of us to contend not just with the customary tensions of a disaster, which are financial and logistical, but with a sense of dread as well. To live through it means tolerating a painful uncertainty, particularly in these early days, as we're all still waiting to see just how many cases there are, how overwhelmed the hospitals will become, and how bad the economic devastation will be. Partners, even those in long-term relationships, have very different coping styles when it comes to uncertainty. I called Esther Perel, the noted therapist and host of the podcast, Where Should We Begin? She described several stylistic differences that might be relevant right now. Among them, how partners approach information in moments of crisis. One may binge, the other has a defined sense of when enough is enough and turns off the tube. How consumed partners become by an emergency. One may be preoccupied with risk, the other may focus more on maintaining the rhythms of a normal life. How partners move through the world when disaster strikes. One takes a structured, purposeful, proactive approach, the other is more passive and fatalistic. We all fall onto a spectrum when it comes to these attitudes and behaviors, obviously, but if I were to generalize, I'd say that I lean into crisis in, both good, in ways both good and bad. They keep me up with worry, but they also energize me. I fret out loud, but then I write about it. My husband, a far bigger information sponge than I am, is more measured. He knows when to stop reading headlines, go make dinner, and fix himself a drink. Actually, on the cocktail front, we're pretty similarly aligned, so that's good. He's not wearing his stress. He's a thermos bottle. You can't discern the temperature of the contents inside, whereas I'm more of a mood ring. This dynamic is a familiar one in our relationship. When Donald Trump was elected, my husband and I had a running argument. Me, you are underreacting. Him, no I'm not, you're overreacting. So now here we are again, with each of us assuming our familiar positions on the tennis court. I asked Perel what she made of it. Her reply was one of the wisest I'm sure to hear in this time of upheaval. If you polarize and you think that there's only one way to do things, she said, it's fake certainty. The whole point is that you're discovering it along the way. Which means that when couples clash over strategies and coping styles, it's important to remember that both parties, within reason, of course, are right or potentially right. Each person deserves a hearing. There's really no way to know. This one drop of insight to me was everything, akin to the moment in high school chemistry class when you're titrating, 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 a solution. I and like the titrating. Titrating. Uh, <laughs> akin to the moment in high school chemistry when you're titrating a solution and the stuff in the beaker goes from pink to clear. 
In most times of crisis, we can turn to others for, oh man, I can't pronounce this word either. Succor? 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 I like suck or. <laughs> and comfort. In this particular crisis, we're strongly encouraged, if not forced, to self-isolate. That puts an enormous burden on our partners. Even under the best of circumstances, we can tire them out with a familiar soundtrack of stories, observations, and anxieties. Why are you laughing at that? Because I just think we can tire them out with a familiar soundtrack of stories, observations, and anxieties. I, I do quite like the way this woman writes. Yeah, we're this just, isn't this isn't Esther Perel though. No, is it? no, no. Okay, she Esther, make, make sure you say who it is at the end because I, yeah. I really like her writing. Okay. <laughs> like we're just individually walking, walking around, around our, our, our own soundtrack of, <laughs> of woes. Yeah. Uh, to keep our relationships sane, we'll all need to turn to virtual communities of outsiders, whether it's through work or FaceTime or virtual dinner parties. Perel and her husband, the clinical psychologist Jack Saul, are planning to attend one this week. And we should remember, too, that differences are helpful. Contending with this crisis is going to require a wide variety of strengths. We call it collective resilience, Saul said. And that was written by Jennifer Sr. I like Jennifer Sr. I like the way she writes. Yeah. Um, that it's really yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, when you were as you were going through that and reading that, I was I was just I you know obviously I was kind of running through my mind like where do I sit on those spectrums um where do you where do you think you sit there in 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 hard times uh like like it looking at this this crisis this pandemic you know a global disaster is what this is where where do you sit in those moments um it really depends on the context right which which is a bit of a theme i've felt over the last week of things changing so much yeah like this has really torn me about where I should be right now because I have you Mm -hmm. and up until like a couple of days ago you were going about life as ordinary but with some healthy precautions as well yeah as the developments came about and I was discouraged with that because I felt like you should have been more cautious and um and then so there's that i like i fall into sort of i think that's our balance like what i what i'm at least observing or think i'm observing with you right now is you're more you're more like you're working you're on your laptop yeah. you're doing stuff and i feel aside from going into the yoga studio and teaching my classes and doing that work which is I think like a lifesaver is a lifesaver for me. And it, and, and it's also for me, I feel like a service to others because others are maybe more in need of that kind of normalcy yeah. than I am. I feel pretty resilient in the face of adversity. Um, and then, but then when I'm, you know, with other people who are maybe facing like this with a little less, um, resilience or or on maybe the more uh panics panic side of it or um precaution side of it it's like i swing over to the other side and it's something about Mm. that makes me polarize the other way and go okay well 
we can't both be losing our shit. Me and this other person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? I Yeah. There's only I, room for there's only room in this town for one panicky person. Well, in every duo, somebody's gotta be the grounding person, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's really the same in, in arguments. It's like yeah. if you both start yelling and bawling and whatever and it's just gonna spiral it's into never gone. it's never nobody's ever gonna pandemonium yeah, yeah somebody has to and that's really in a lot of the work that you know um we've been talking about too is just like how do i polarize my partner in moments mm-hmm. of like uh conflict well, I, I, I think you're, I mean, you know, I think you're kind of right in that I definitely, I definitely fall more into the passive, um, not fatalistic. I'm definitely not walking around going, well, this is nothing like, we can do. Nothing we can do about this. Like it, it's for sure not that. Um, but I also, I, I, I think the, I think, the, I think I am, tr- I, at least I actively am trying to handle this somewhere right in the fucking dead center. You know, I'm trying to be extraordinarily realistic in that this is this, this, I mean, me personally with CF living with CF, there's a very high risk that if I get this, um, I'm just going to die. Like there's no, there is no bouncing back. Like, like I will likely not make it if I get this virus. But with that said, I can't be going around thinking like that every fucking second or else I would just, I would just collapse into, uh, you know, sheer panic. I mean, you know, the, the, to think that like you could walk outside today and get a cold and if you got a cold, you're dead. Yeah. That's fucked. Like that's a fucking, that's a fucking crazy thing to wrap your head around all of a sudden, you know, like within the span of a week. So I, 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 I realize that, that yes, that is a real thing, but I'm also refusing to like become so swallowed up in the sheer terror of that thought that I'm just going to try. I'm just going to fucking live my life, man. I'm going to live my life. Now, that being said, when, if you were to get this and how do you think you're, because I feel like when you're when you do get sick, you you I end up having to I end up following falling into the role of like be having to be the calm one. If I got if I if I woke up with a fever today, yeah, um, it would be a pretty rough day. Yeah, because my thought wouldn't be. Oh, fuck, I got a fever. I better call the CF clinic and get some antibiotics. My thought would be, okay, uh, I might die in the next few days. So, like, what are all the things that I need to fucking say and do to feel... Because I'm not ready to die right now. Yeah. So, what do I got to do to, like, at least just feel okay when, you know, I start drowning to death in, in pneumonia or whatever. You know, I don't know. It it would be it would be that would be a really scary, awful transition. But that's not happening. That's not happening right now. And I don't want to. I don't want to fall into that like that panic mode. You know, I'm not going to pack up and get the fuck out of town. I'm going to stay in my house. 
I'm going to hang out here. If a friend that I feel very like that I know very well wants to come by and hang out and play a board game, I'm going to say, yeah, come over, hang out, you know, as long as it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like having a conversation with a, with a partner, like a, a sexual partner for the very first time where you say, Hey, when was the last time you got tested? Well, someone wants to come over and hang out. Cool. Hey, what, like, what have your, what have your social distancing practices been over the last three days? Okay, cool. Come on over, you know? If I want to go, if I want to get in the car and drive into my sister's house to like see the boys, I'm going to go see my little nephews. You know, I know my sister's keeping everyone hunkered down. So that's safe. I'm going to go do that. I'm not going to like, I'm not just going to be in a fucking bubble and like, I don't know, get overwhelmed. I think I'm, I'm harping on this too much, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I, I I mean, to be honest with you, though, I mean, well, you know, fuck it. I don't. I don't give a fuck if you don't. If if this, um, <laughs> sorry to everyone listening to this. If you're if you're like, well, this is, this feels weird to be listening in on, uh, Brady and Jeremy hash out their feelings around COVID nineteen, like they haven't talked about it yet. Um, one thing I am struggling with though. Is that, and I know that it, you know, we're in a really fucking weird scenario here where Beck is gone. She's not here. Um, I'm like in full on social distancing, like self isolation mode. So it's like, like, unless it's absolutely necessary, I'm not going out aside from walking the dog, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to go, like, it's not really much I can go out and do anyway. Um, and you are here. But your dad's about to die. And so you're going to go to PEI today or tomorrow. Um, and that, that, and Brian just left. Brian just went to fucking Quebec to be with his girlfriend. Taylor is literally, Taylor now is a, is a, a fucking resident of Ecuador. He's like never coming home because. <laughs> Ecuador has closed off their borders. He can't get a flight home. So like he might not be back here. I don't know, in in months. And when he does get back here, he has to be self-quarantined. So I don't know, like I, as much as I feel super prepped and ready to like be a hermit, um, the idea of doing it completely alone is like, just fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, it just sucks. And it, and it and like it it sucked already like having you gone and Becca gone for like a couple of months there. You know and like uh I don't know my dating life like kind of like just hit a little bit of a slump and like I was just feeling like like physically like I was just feeling very just just dying for like physical touch and like physical intimacy and and now it's like that that's fuck dude who knows when the next time that'll be satiated yeah um i think that part's gonna be really hard for a lot of people fuck i can't yeah i I like and i i was talking about this yesterday i don't know i I did like fucking five interviews on the radio yesterday because everyone wanted to talk to the fucking sick guy um but i was i was saying like if you know someone who's single right now and at home like to reach out, reach out, like 
self-isolation is tough for everyone, but it's super tough for those people that were, you know, they really feel alone, alone. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's just a message for anyone listening here. If you got any single friends, uh, reach out to them. You know what? You can maintain the, the distance you can maintain. I was thinking about this last night. I was like, what can we do? What can we offer as like a really good way to connect with your partner, to connect with, uh, to get, you know, get to get physical in this increase intimacy in this time. And I was thinking about how you could still give someone a foot massage and be, you know, three feet away from (laughs) face to face with them. Yeah. I think foot massages are a really great idea. Yeah, totally. To, uh, to do. If you got a huge dick, you could probably still Oh yeah. You could probably still poke it somewhere. Oh like, my god. I had the craziest <laughs> dream last night. It just reminded Whoa. me. <laughs> Whoa, where is this going? <laughs> well, it's kind of on theme with like the divorce thing, but um but basically, like those of you who are hungered down and you are with a significant other and you might be finding this is what I was having in my dream last night. I had this boyfriend and I was uh, I was really unattracted to him, like really unattracted to him. Like I was kind of repulsed by him. <laughs> but we had clearly been in a relationship for a while. And I was like, "This is just dream boyfriend." Like this dream is a dream partner. boyfriend. Yeah, I okay. didn't. I don't recognize this person. <laughs> <laughs> this person was nobody I've ever seen in real life. Holy fuck! Um, but definitely someone I would also never date. Like I was very unattracted to them. But we had clearly been in a relationship for a long time, and I guess in my mind I was sort of on the fence about breaking up with this person because. I had all these plans with them for the future, for my life, for the future and for our life together. And I had invested so much in this relationship, but like also I didn't like them anymore. And I okay. was really unattracted to them. I was really repulsed by by them. And, uh, <laughs> and I was, you know, at one point in the dream... This is this is how I was like, okay, I don't know whether to break up with this person or not. Upon waking, I was like, that is definitely the situation at which you you should probably not be with the person that when, anymore. Yeah, when you're debating that. But the only and this is so reflective of of like my terrible uh, uh, abilities to like just break up with someone when like in my in my teenage years, I would be like, I would just be in this relationship being like, I don't like conflict. How the fuck do I get out of this relationship? Better like, better go make out with someone else and really put the nail in the coffin. Make make that person sort of like never want to be with me again. Um, and uh, and in this dream, <coughs> this my my <laughs> my my long term partner was like. Well, it's just like you never want to have sex anymore and you won't give me... And I just like want a blowjob. And I just yelled. (laughs) I just yelled. I don't want to suck your gross dick. Oh, God. ran away. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) I was like, okay, guess I (laughs) avoided the conflict of breaking up with someone on that one. And uh, so I would advise that... What are um, your dreams, dude? Yeah, I know. That was a fucking weird dream. My dream... No, the... Is that a weird dream? That just sounds like, dude, my weird dreams are like, 
I can't even, I could not even begin to like just describe it, describe in, a it in a way that would make any sense. It's like my weird dreams are I'm an atom and I'm like morphing into like, like some fucking pulsar in space. Right. Like, dude, my dreams don't make any sense. No, I mean, that dream was pretty normal, I suppose, <laughs> but it didn't, it seems like, I don't know where it came. Like, it's kind of random. Like, I haven't had that. I don't want to suck your gross dick. <laughs> yeah. Can that be the title of this episode? Great. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing I was thinking about, and I saw actually a post about this, and, and I think this is uh, getting real serious here for a second. Um, you know, there's there's that piece you just read about Esther Perel talking about... A lot of marriages popping up, a lot of divorces happening at this time. Um, I like. I had a meeting at the Central Public Library a couple of weeks ago with the the CEO of the library, and one of the things she was talking about was like all of the things that they're trying to do to be to keep their doors open to the community, to be available for anybody and everybody who needs that space. And it was it was really an eye opening experience to hear what libraries are doing, like the evolution of libraries, and yeah. and and it you know it kind of made me feel like why do we call them libraries? Like they need to be we need to find a different name, you know? Because like I don't think people I don't think people really understand what libraries actually are doing in their community. It's not just a place for books; like it is literally a safe haven. Yeah, the people. thing is that I think the people who need like need that and use that do know and the people who yeah. don't realize that that's what libraries 100%. do are the people who yeah. aren't seeking those kinds of social services yes yeah you're you're probably right to a, a certain degree there um but one of the one of the things that she was saying was like uh, during christmas um we we do everything that we can to like leave the doors open um in order to in order to offer a space for people to go when they need to like get out of the house. And, and she was like, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but that time of year, the amount of domestic abuse, um, goes through the fucking roof. Yeah. Because everyone's fucking home. Because everyone's stuck at home and, you know, and, and, and like it's, it's a pressure cooker and, and oftentimes that just, it, it boils over. And I saw this post today that was like that someone had brought up, which which mentioned like I I cannot imagine with all of this like self quarantining and all of this self isolation how fucking horrendous this scenario would be for anyone who's in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. and fuck man it just like struck me so hard to yeah. think about that you know um. Yeah, and like I, I, I don't know where I'm going with this other than I just I wish I knew. I wish I knew like what you could say to someone in that situation when everything around you is just closing their doors. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, hopefully for people who can, uh, they'll recognize in the wake of this 
if there's any if if they have the ability to leave those situations and they've been putting it off because of whatever reason that people st- you know stay that um that the the for some it'll be a tipping point and for those people who can't <coughs> my sincerest hope with all of this wildness and you know I live in a bubble as much as everybody else and I see on my Facebook feed a lot of artists a lot of filmmakers a lot of yoga teachers who are sharing resources um a lot I see a lot of those those helpers online um and a lot of people talking about what needs to change so that yeah people people recognizing like that the workers are how valuable they are at, on like on a wide scale how valuable artists are um and creatives and how valuable like our neighbors are and our and when i say that i mean like local businesses locally owned businesses and like people who live literally next door and like maybe don't have any family or whatever and I I feel like what I see is hopefully gonna lead into like a permanent shift in perspective on what community is and what what kinds of what kind of care needs to be available and that is that that's that's of course, you know, a, all of a part of, a part of it. But uh, yeah, that's my that's my hope. That's my hope in people. And um, I know that there's, you know, so much evidence out there on the contrary as to what, what what people are capable of. You know, there's you're always gonna f- be able to find the stories of of people being you know hoarders or people being you know like cruel and people being unkind and people not being compassionate and all of that stuff but I think if anything those of us who you know are the workers and are the the people who are like working hard super hard every day just to like make ends meet that we're not alone and we have a huge community of people that are willing to, even when they have nothing, step up and help in any of the ways that they can. Like mm-hmm. what I'm seeing is really inspiring. And I, <clears throat> I try to balance out what I'm reading, you know, make sure that I'm unfollowing people who are fucking piping up with useless, pointless, unhelpful opinions and, you know, maybe, you know, I, I, as much you, as I want to have compassion for those folks. Yeah. And, Do you think unfollowing them, though, is the is the it's for my answer? mental health? Right. OK. OK. Yeah. Right. I um, I don't want to get into argument fighting. No, totally. 100%. Like, but also online. but also the thing like uh, which I fully fucking agree with. There's no especially now like the, we only have so much bandwidth in terms of like our our social output you know with 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 everything that's happening right now but also uh and when this kind of stuff happens they're the fucking dum-dums just come out of the woodwork like they just come out in droves but there's i think there's also 
so like we were you and I were at my sister's house to visit um to like hang out with our cute fucking sweet little muffin head of a nephew. Oh my god, uh, he's, so he's cute. just so fat. Oh my god, he's just bursting out of his goddamn sleeves. Um and my dad was there taking care of him. And my dad was like using my dad was like we were talking about the virus and, and, and this was before it really blew up. This was, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, not shortly, not long after it really blew up. This is probably Thursday. And my dad was using that same dialogue that we had heard a lot of people use, which is like, ah, yeah, but it's, it all blow over. This is, you know, unless you're old or unless you're, you know, unless you're sick, it's not, yeah. gonna, it's not gonna. And I was like, dad, yeah, fucking dude. Like, yeah, that's me, man. Yeah. And don't just say this is all going to blow over, you know, and definitely don't use that language. Like it's only in quotes, only going to affect old people. Basically, when when you say that, what you're saying is, well, it's not my not my problem. Yeah, exactly. And right. And so that made that made me the next day take to social media to be like, so I put out a little video where I was like, hey, look, don't fucking don't use that language. That's that's not helpful. And if that fully understand if you're saying that as a way to manage your your personal feelings about this and like trying not to panic um but maybe you don't realize that by saying that you're actually like slapping the face of so many people around you and you know i referred to how so many people in our lives whether we might not even know it are living immunocompromised you know like Immunocompromised could be someone who's living with diabetes, someone who's living with a, any kind of invisible illness like Ehlers-Danlos syndrome or, you know, um, Crohn's colitis, uh, someone who just who is pregnant yeah. or has just recently, like within a couple of weeks, had a baby. Yeah. You know, all these people are at risk and we see all those people in our day to day lives every fucking day. Um, so just take a second and think about that when you're the one who's saying, well, what's the point of isolating? What's the point of social distancing? Like, I'll be fine. The whole point of it is that, sure, you'll be you'll be okay in the long run. But if you catch it, you're you are 100 percent going to spread it. Mm-hmm. And if you spread it, it's very likely going to get back to somebody like me yeah. and kill me. Yeah. So. I made that video. I put it out online, and there was so many people that wrote that wrote in people that I, I like, I know and fucking love, that made a comment and went, "Holy shit, that was me! I was, I was saying that kind of stuff, and I didn't even, I did, I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me what that might mean for somebody else like yourself." So the whole point of that is the reason I brought that up is because when super intense shit like this happens and someone says something that you look at and go, Oh, but that's, that's objectively fucking stupid. Like don't be an asshole kind of thing. They might, they honestly just might not realize what they're saying. Yeah. Because there's so much shit being tossed at us. You cannot, you cannot get on Facebook. You cannot get on Reddit. You cannot get on Twitter. You cannot get on Instagram. You cannot get on any fucking website you cannot listen to any podcast right now without being like shovel fed some sort of information about COVID-19 it is literally 
all-encompassing in anything that we are taking in unless we are writing, reading a book that was published before March 1st, 2020. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. even TED Talks are coming out now about COVID-19. Yeah. So it's it really is just like inescapable. And because of that, there's so much garbage that is out there. It's kind of, it's like online dating. You have to, you have to like, if you are swiping on Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or whatever the fuck, you got to have the ability to sift through the garbage. You got to have the ability to like, to use a real, use your head about what is like, what is worth your time and what is absolutely not worth your time. And sometimes people just inherently go towards the shit that's a waste of their time. Yeah. And so they just need a little bit of a wake up call. So blocking people or like unfollowing people, you know, unless they're being super xenophobic and being like, oh, it's the fuck, like the Chinese virus is, you know, fuck those people. But everyone else, give them the benefit of, of the doubt and try yeah. to educate. I think, uh, I think what I, I'm actually, I mean, right now, <laughs> I would say that the folk, I mean, the folks that I'm, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just as bad, but I feel like the folks that I'm unfollowing are the people who are like, I just wanted to offer my thoughts on what's going on. Like I sharing information, great, but taking up the space right now i don't know i just feel like it's really noisy out there and uh and i'm i'm going online to to find information maybe i maybe i shouldn't do it on facebook but sometimes i'm just like definitely maybe not what facebook no but yeah. that's you know anytime i need to fucking find the prime minister's live address i have to go to facebook so you know i can't it's not not showing up on cbc website or global i got to go to facebook yeah and people who are on Facebook are the ones who need to see, the, like, I think, the links that I'm posting today, which are like, here are your online AA meetings. Yeah. Here's some really helpful mm -hmm. information about getting EI. Like, here's this. Like, not, not even, but I'm not going, let me take an opportunity to just say yeah. that what I believe is blah, 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 blah. And we should most definitely be blah, blah, blah. It's like... No, just be quiet. Like other people, the headlines say it. Share fucking news. <clears throat> yeah. Don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to read right now your eight paragraphs about how to take care of, uh, I don't know. Gargling salt water so that you don't get the virus. Um, well, hey, how about this, babe? On a lighter note, um, I was, uh, me and Brian, uh, as a part of Sick Boy, we were doing an Instagram live yesterday and we were asking what are people doing to to what are some tips that people are, are have out there for their own personal self isolation and uh, a bunch of great ones came in um you know we've got i've got a fuckload i mean if anyone's looking for maybe that should be your just the tips after but uh one of the comments that came in was someone had said they went on a third date during this whole crisis okay and it was a it was the, a facetime date oh they did they they literally went on like they had never kissed up to this point. They had talked about it. They had wanted to kiss on their second date. They held hands. It was, it was fucking the cutest story ever. They go on a second date. They hold hands, but they were too shy to kiss each other. And then they had a third date set up. And that date was Saturday night. And 
they both were like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Maybe we should call it off. And one of them was like, well, how about a, how about we do like a FaceTime hangout date? And uh, the other one was like, oh, I'm too shy. So they're like, how about a phone call? So they had a phone call. The phone call moved to a, to a FaceTime it date. Evolved and it time. ended up being, and it ended up being like a six hour FaceTime hangout ordeal that ended in a successful night. Wink, wink. Oh. Without wait. going into too far much detail. So, okay. A masturbatory night? That would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because you yeah, can't she, really she, kiss. She didn't, yeah, she didn't really lay it out uh, how it unfolded, but basically there was like, there was a very, uh, it was like, and it ended really well. Wow. You know what I mean? um, that's kind of fucking neat. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, totally. What a bold move. Yeah. Like to 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 broach that to like to go let's uh let's have like a little let's have a little like digital date yeah like i've been hearing about these digital happy hours where people get together you know like four to six and drink beers (laughs) uh i love it that's great like love that shit yeah i'm all about it but a fucking uh tinder date that goes to facetime it's great yeah good job Mm -hmm. good job world turn me on we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors 
um, inclusive tone. Um, mm. And it like there were a, I learned a lot watching it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'll it's on need, Netflix. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll okay. watch it. Maybe we can talk about it next uh, next week's foreplay. Uh, that's your just the tips. Yep, let's do it. Let's keep it at that. Let's keep it at okay. that. Mine is um. Oh, wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wash your hands is the first one. Um, my, what's my just the tips? Um, well, you know, I'm gonna throw out a little little video game just the tips. Um, if you are hunkered down and you are looking for something to pass the time, and you play video games, I've heard of this game. I'm going to lay this out, Brad. You might actually, this might be a video game that you would be like, I'll fucking play that. And you don't like video games for the most part. So this game is called Everything. And I've heard, I heard about this game like a number of years ago, maybe like two years ago. Um, never really like fully looked into it. But the whole concept of the game is that you can be everything that exists in the universe. So everything in the universe of this game you can play. Okay. So, so I downloaded this game last night and you, you start off as like a, as a, a little like sentient being like a pig and you go around the world and then you can like, you can, you can leave the consciousness of that pig and like transfer into, uh, say a rock, a small rock, the size of the pig's like foot or hoof. And then you're playing as the rock. So you just kind of like, you just explore the world. You roll around. And then like, if you see a rock that's similar to you, you can, you can like, you know, sort of, it, it, it's what's called everything in the world, everything in the universe has its own song. So mm-hmm. you have, they all have their own noises. So if you like sing your song next to another rock, that rock will join you. And like, maybe you just, you create like a, a whole slew of like rock, you're 20 rocks and you're just rolling around the world. And then, and then you come across a blade of grass and you're like, I'm going to be that grass. And so you, you, you become the grass. And then there's like a little morsel of dirt and you become the dirt. And then, and then you can like zoom in even further and and you can become like a, a little tick on the dirt. And then you go even further in and you become some dude. Like, I don't even know. Like I'm learning so much playing this. It's like you're some sort of amoeba. Right. And then you go even further than that and you become like a, you know, all the way down to to a to a, a a carbon atom, and then you can go even deeper than that. I won't say what happens when you do that, but you can also go up. You can go bigger. So it's like, all right, I'm, I'm the pig. I'm gonna I'm gonna become this tree, and then you, you, and then you go into you become a cloud, and then you can zoom out even further and become a landmass, like a like a continent, and then you can go all the way up and become a planet. And then, and then you're, you're zooming around the space and, oh, there's a sun. So you can like, you can be the sun and then you can zoom out even further and you can be a, a, a solar system and then you can zoom out and become a galaxy and you can zoom out even further and like it goes beyond, beyond, beyond. So, okay, whatever. It's like, all right, sure. That sounds, con- some people might hear that and go, that sounds really neat and like fun to explore. Some people might go, that's a little boring. The whole time you're doing it, every once in a while, you'll come across a little icon and that icon's attached to like one of the things in the universe. So let's say it's a, attached to a pulsar, like deep in space. And you, pr- you press this little button when you're next to the icon. And uh, Alan Watts, the like philosopher, starts talking. So that what they must have done, they must have taken like a five-hour lecture from Alan Watts. 
and chopped it up into little five-minute segments and then sprinkled them all throughout this game. So while you're playing this game that has this super calming uh, soundtrack that allows you to like explore so far beyond, 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 or like so small, small, beyond, small, beyond, small, beyond, small. You're listening to Alan Watts' wax philosophy about existence. And it is... The game is definitely made to be played while you're just unbelievably ripped high. But I was pretty sober when I was playing it last night. And it was so fun. But here's the thing that makes it really fun. Is that it's the kind of game that you can just like play with your partner or your roommate or whatever. And just like watch it together. I don't know. I I really tried to sell that game right there. You did a really great and job. It sounds awesome. It's really it, neat. It, like it, it's just a neat experience. It's not a game. It's really not a video game. It's an experience. Right. Sounds great. What kind of uh, what other, what kind of equipment do you have to have to play it? Oh, any your any console. I think you could probably even get it on Steam. Get it on Steam on your laptop. I'm sure it's there. Or you can get it on like PS4, Xbox. Right on. Yeah. Fucking. Everything. It's right up there with the fish tank videos you watch. Oh, fuck. That's what I should have recommended for t- just the tips. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can. You can do two because I probably I probably gave one, one that I already All gave. Right. People are already probably tuned up. But if you're still listening, I've got another one. And I swear this is going to sound... Here, one second. Brian, you talk while I, I find this. It's funny because I, when you were talking about the video game, I was thinking about these fish tanks I've been watching you, <laughs> watching you watch. And, yeah. um, and you know, when I was home the other day and we were like, watch, you were scrolling through and I just was like assuming you were going to pick out a movie or a TV show to watch because you love to consume that kind of entertainment. I love media. Yep. And then you put on this fish tank video and I was <laughs> like, wow, things have really changed. Things have like... I mean, not that it's not quality entertainment, but it's not the kind of thing that I necessarily would sit and just be like, yeah, I'm just going to watch a, I'm going to say, you know, at I'm least, just going to entertain myself. At least a- you wouldn't think to. No. But when I put it on, you can't help but get sucked into it. Well, it's, yeah, the music, I'll tell you, if you have kids and you've ever, or, or if you've ever encountered these videos called Baby Einstein, it's very similar to that. I don't know so, what that is, but I will watch that for sure. Baby Einstein movies are amazing. They'll be like baby Mozart, baby Beethoven, um, and it'll be all like child-friendly instrumental of their music with um, a lot of changing visuals that are very yeah. simple, like like a top spinning or like fish swimming or, you know, whatever. And it, and it's changing not super rapidly, but in a very pleasing way Cut to together. the eye yeah, yeah. with the music of, you know, one of, one of these incredible composers. I'm, I'm not sure who else there is other than uh, I'm sure Bach is one of them. Yeah. But, um, but a really cool way to familiarize, you familiarize yourself too with some like famous classical music in a, in a pretty digestible way and kids seem to love it it's like hypnotizing for huh. them um so what this is it's called if you want to look it up it's a youtube channel he's got like i don't know uh, like 1.5 million subscribers 
Uh, the YouTube channel is called Foo the Flower Horn. So Foo as in like Foo Fighters, F-O-O, the Flower Horn. And a flower horn is a type of fish. They're fucking weird looking fish. They got the giant brain on them. A huge head. Wait. Flower F Flower W E R F L O W E R H O R N. It's one word, flower horn. And that's the name of the YouTube channel? This is the name of the guy's YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah, Foo the Flower Horn. And his series of videos, for the most part, are him maintaining, taking care of his his aquarium tank that he mostly has filled with betta fish and like these little shrimp, these little shrimpies. And, but what he does is like, he has a really, he, he, it's, it's obviously like his hobby and he puts a lot of time and, and effort into it, but it's also like this meditation that he has and he will change the filter or not to change the filter. He'll, he'll, he'll change. I mean, there's no fucking way for me to describe this to make it sound worth your while. But listen, just go check it out. But here's how I came across it. I was in the hospital. I was very sick. I was quarantined, right? So I'm like, I'm in isolation in the hospital. And somehow I came across one of these videos, this Foo the Flower Horn. I found it on Reddit. And the music that plays while you watch this guy care for his fish is the most, like, have you ever listened to music where the music itself almost perfectly um, uh, injects you with a feeling? Like if the music could be the, the 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 full embodiment of sadness, then that's what you feel. Or if the music is like a, a, the full embodiment of like oh. fucking terror, like that's what you feel. Or if the music is like the full embodiment of 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 the the you know the the, the state of like summertime, it, that's what you feel. Is it always the same song? It's always the same like three tracks that okay. he'll put in the songs. And so this song that is in there or these songs that are in there is like, it's, I don't know how to, I I haven't been able to describe the feeling yet, but it's, it's like the feeling of, of perfect content. Like it is just where you're not uncomfortable. You're, you're calm. You're still, nothing is wrong. Everything is fine, calm. Like yeah. that is this fucking. You no, know, that's the music. But on top of that, it's it's the process of watching him like take out the the duckweed and refill the tank and like zoom in so close on his little fishies with these little captions. It's like look at his little heartbeat, and you see the heartbeat on the fish. Like, dude, I am so in love with these videos. I've I binged every single one. I've watched them all more than once, and. I can't like they cannot come out quick enough. This music, I know this music is like it is of I've heard it before. Yeah, it's Claude uh, I'm going to fucking butcher that name. Debussy? Sure. That sounds like a name. Um it it's I've heard it before. It's been on <laughs> it's been on soundtracks. So he's a French composer. Mm. It's like it sounds like um, it sounds like a, a very particular level in like or like Super Mario, you know, like like a heavenly yeah, sound? some heavenly like heavenly like cloud level in Mario. Uh, I think that they do. There is some the Debussy. If that's a dip, 
I don't know. I think Debussy. Debussy, um, in a Baby Einstein uh, video as well. So interesting. There's a nice little. Well, there you go. Um, those are just the tips. Um, uh, I've Brian is texting me, imploring me to call him so that he can tell a joke on the podcast. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Okay. Fuck. It's it's definitely gonna be a coronavirus joke. He's driving hey. to Quebec. Hi there. Hey, what's up? Uh, no much. Did you, you you have a joke that you? What, did you just think of a joke on your drive to Quebec, there, Brian? <laughs> no, it's better than that. I was. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna pull over so you can hear me say it, t- tell you this because actually I know I'm gonna laugh so hard when I say it that I might drive off the road. So uh, I'm just pulling over. Okay. okay. I, I literally just pulled over. Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> so I was just at the gas station, and uh, there's this old fella uh, standing next to me in the lineup. Yeah. And uh, he looks over to the cashier and he goes, "Hey, uh, let me tell you something. I was just, uh, I was just at the convenience store and I was, I was buying a bottle of pop. And the young woman says to me, she says, "Sir, would you like a bag for this?" And I said, "Nah, just leave it in the bottle." <laughs> oh, and I died. <laughs> Are you still impersonating the old man laughing, or is that you laughing? No, I'm laughing now. <laughs> <laughs> and I died because it's the daddiest dad joke I've ever heard, and I'm going to use it for the rest of my life. <laughs> Holy fuck, Brian. I love that you had to pull over to tell me that. <laughs> well, I would have driven off the road otherwise. <laughs> Brian, did he... Uh... Oh, dude, I had to call you and tell you that right away. And I also wanted to tell you that that whenever we hear a dad joke or a grandpa joke like that, you need to uh, you need to call me and tell me because I'm making my bank. I'm making my joke bank for when I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, uh, sweet. Thanks for uh, yeah. Thanks for adding that, Bri. Um, uh, it was really good content for Turn Me On. Laughter is. Oh, the... Thanks. If you want more content like that, you can head to uh, listen to Sick Boy. All right, see you, buddy. Love you. Oh, fuck. Oh, my gosh. He is such a muffin. I was laughing so hard yesterday at the yoga studio because I was like, every you did five interviews yesterday. I'm like, every time Jeremy does an interview, I get like 15 new Instagram followers. (laughs) So so, uh, all of you uh, Turn Me On fans, uh, you should head on over and follow Brian Stever. Yeah. Um, Send him your dad jokes. At Brian Stever. Yo, speaking of those interviews, every like, man, the haters. Um, I there's a, there's like a this is I find this very fascinating. There's like a couple of trolls on Instagram who I love that they're called trolls. Oh, they're like they definitely live trolls. Under, like they live under a bridge. They have zero followers. They follow oh like God. three people, and they have no posts. <laughs> and their whole the whole point of them to be on there. And it's the same people. It's the same um, handle. They they will comment on on like. If anybody reshares a post that I've made that like, you know, picks up a bit of traction. There's been a couple posts this week that have like picked up quite a bit of traction Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to just put some shit out there that's like, hey, everyone, like, like be like, you know, try to be happy and let's like let's support each other and let's be good, good humans. Um, And these say it's like the same people that will comment on, you know, like Halifax Noises account about a post about me. Just talking shit, just like oh this fucking muppet, <laughs> like like shit like that. And I'm like man, 
I am dying to know who you are. Like, I just want, I want to add them and be like, please just, just tell me who you are. Like this, I find it so fascinating. We started watching, uh, don't, I already like, and I can hear the eye roll generating from the center of your brain coming through your eyeballs. As I say this, I started watching the purge television show last night, the purge television show, like uh, based off the movie, the purge. I fucking love the purge. Do you love the TV show? No, I haven't. I haven't seen the show. I've only watched oh. the movies. I didn't know there was a series. Yeah, there's a TV series. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. Is it good? Well, is it like as good as The Purge? It's as good as The Purge. I think I, I haven't seen The Purge movies in a long time, and I don't remember how I felt about them. But I, it's fucked anyway. This is. It's kind of like it's like those people who those trolls are the people who would be out out on the purge, just oh, like knocking sure. over homeless people and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Like they're just the bottom, the bottom feeders. Yeah, yeah. Those are the people that they, they're literally living on shit. Yeah. Like that's yeah what they're doing. Yeah, what a sad life. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, my I, yeah, I I really try not to engage with it online. There's um, no point. No, trolls always gonna win. Like yeah. they're always gonna. No, they're not. They're well, gonna they're, win. No. they're never gonna go. Oh, ma good point maybe yeah. i won't be like this anymore no yeah that's true that's true um well this was a bit of a weird episode <laughs> you know we didn't really talk about we didn't talk about uh give your partner a foot massage yeah give a foot massage if, you're, if your partner has a six foot dick you can suck it you can suck it yeah but not, uh, or, if it's or, gross you don't have to you don't have to you, you don't should want probably to. get out there yeah um and uh, and you know, leave the pop in the bottle. No need for a bag. Yeah. Also, phone like phone sex, FaceTime <laughs> sex, over the internet sex. You know, if you are, you know, stuck in the house with your partner and you do like them and you do want to have sex with them, just oh get my god, them. have so much sex. Yeah, I, it, have so much sex for me. Yeah, and do it in like you know, if you if you like want to, if you've never taken the time to like take your time, you might as well. Take your time. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. You know? Take all day. Yeah. Learn learn some skills with each other. Yeah. Learn how to pick up things with your 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 kegling muscles. Yeah. With your pelvic floor. Yeah, pick up stuff like clean clean up the floors with your hoo ha. <laughs> Practice picking something up off the tip of a penis with your vaginal muscles. Whoa. Like I don't know, like I don't, something that's okay for the vagina, like uh, like a fuzzy peach, or like um, no, not a f- no, no, Sorry. definitely not. Sorry, not- uh, uh, a sour key. No, n- no, like a probiotic. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. right, yeah, yeah. If you can get a, a probiotic to balance on the on the tip of a clitoris or the tip of a of a penis mm. or a nipple or you know. Pick it up off your partner's tongue. That kind of sounds awesome. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. If you have a penis, so you probably can't do that with your... Maybe you could see how many pencils uh, you can pick up uh, between your balls and your penis in that little like crease. How many pencils can you hold? What? You know, like that... What are you talking remember about? Remember there used to be that thing like You how don't many... have... You, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, babe. I'm trying to make... I'm trying to be inclusive with my recommendations. How heavy would your dick and balls need to be for that little space between your dick and balls to be t- closed tight enough because you don't have any muscular c- constriction in there to to grab an item. Well, I guess those people with, with saggy super balls heavy, are heavy cocks. Yeah. yeah, balls especially too, though. Like, the, the balls too. Yeah, I guess you guys yeah. would really uh, 
thrat you would really uh, that yeah. would be your success that's definitely not me <sighs> all right well uh send us your fun tips and tricks for staying sexy yeah inside yeah i see a lot of people playing dress up with like all their clothes and i think that's a really fun and playful i think getting playful is I is agree. a really good way to yeah tap into that energy mm-hmm um and uh masturbate a lot and (laughs) that's that is on my fucking docket (laughs) i'll tell you that right now um uh yeah and uh, i don't know is there anything else that we needed to kind of say you know it's kind of funny i just crossed my mind is uh all those people (coughs) saying like hey all of you people sitting at home watching movies listening to music recognize how important like artists and creatives are i feel like all the porn stars are like yeah. We've been saying that, fuckos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, speaking of that, um, that's real legit for us right now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're going to we're gonna be coming into some hard economical times, the, the world. Not we as in Bridie and I, but all of us. Uh, but if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, um, just consider going to our Patreon, patreon.com slash termion, and, um, you know... All the support helps, you know, even if, even if you, if you value what we give you every week to, uh, to be 25 cents each week, that would be $1 a month. So why don't you just flip that coin once a month over to us on Patreon? And also feel free to shoot us a message if there's any, like we, we, we're going to be here and if there's like anything we can do to, uh, to make your lives more enjoyable, we can send you a little video posted on our Patreon. We can give you updates. We could maybe have mm-hmm. a hang if we're all in the same place or you and I are in the same place. That would be fun. You know, we'd like, we're yeah. open to whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Google Hangout orgy. That'd be fun. There you go. Oh my God. Can you imagine just like 50 people gathering just online? All jerking to masturbate? off. Yeah. That'd be great. Well, um, all right. Well, love you all so much. Uh, be safe. Uh, don't gather in large groups. Wash your hands. Stop touching your fucking eyeballs. And uh, and and reach out to those who you know are feeling a little bit alone in these in these isolated times. Um, uh, you know, especially the especially those who who are uh, a bit more compromised, like your your grandparents and uh, your parents and your friends that are living with chronic illness. Uh, That's it for this week. Until next week. Go fuck yourself. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. 
Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.